Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We have the Lieutenant Governor of New York State on the phone. We welcome Kathy Hochul to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me back on again. Looking forward to an update on where we're at. Well, I would have to say um, we have an infection rate in Erie County of about 2%. The whole region, if you take in the five Western New York counties, is 1.6. That's not the direction we want to be going in. Uh, we had been hovering around 1, 1 1.2, 1.3 for a while, popped up a little bit, and then we thought we were on a, a better trend. But, you know, it, it is uh, fall. We knew that when students were going back to school and people going more indoors, you know, we anticipate this. The governor's been actually predicting this for a little while. But it's still disappointing to see that. And we really need to continue working to drive that down and not get complacent and do all the things uh, the three of us have been talking about since last March. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wish we were in a better place, to be honest with you. We're just looking at numbers that I hope will start trending downward again soon. Is it enough to make, a, is it enough to make Western New York a hot zone or can we just be a warm zone at this point? Well, the governor has identified a number of clusters, and they're really primarily focused on uh, the New York City area. And there's some of those areas have a 5 or 6% infection rate. But it's also not just the rate, it's the number of cases. You know, if you have a small county and the rate seems, you know, a little bit higher, but it's, it's a very small number of people that the hospitals can manage. I mean, that was really what was driving our concern, if you remember how, you know, desperate everyone was to get hospital beds and be able to take care of the very sick uh, that is something we have under control better now. So it really is going to come down to the number of people who are testing positive, how, how, much, uh, how much care they need, Will they, can they recover at home, will they need hospitalization. So I don't have a number that's going to trigger anything, but I do know that we're watching Western New York. And, but it is not as, as bad as many of the places uh, in the New York City zip code, so particularly Brooklyn, some parts of uh, Nassau County, a uh, little bit of Rockland and, and Orange County as well. And then so, you know, we're seeing some sight, uh, sightings of a cluster in Binghamton area as well. So yeah. we have was, to be vigilant. We really have to be very vigilant about this. The Binghamton cluster, is that attributed to college or is that just normal people doing their thing? It's a combination. Uh, you know, nursing homes, factories, colleges. And what happens, it seems like you know those are contained for a while, and that's why we jump right on them with the contact tracing. And if people really follow our our quarantine protocols, you really should be able to stop it right there. But mm-hmm. you can't always guarantee that people are going to, you know, be exposed and then say, well, I think I'm okay, and then they go out and, you know, they go to a grocery store. So you, then, then you have community exposure, and that's what we're trying really hard to prevent is, you know, we can, can, we can handle a cluster 
if it starts seeping into the community at large, then we have a problem. And again, I, I'm not saying we're shocked by this. It's just, you know, we talked about a second wave coming in the fall. We don't know if necessarily that's what it is or whether it's complacency or whether it's just people going indoors again. I mean, look how we had the whole summer, people really dining outdoors and it's starting to get colder and more people are going indoors and people aren't maybe exercising and staying outside as much as they're going inside their offices. So that's something we're just, you know, we're not pushing the panic button at all. And these are still better numbers than we had early in the summer. But I'd like to see a trend where we're getting back closer to one again and, and we're not there today. I have friends in the restaurant business that it's like a teeter-totter of if they're going to go under or be able to survive. Is there any indication that we will be allowing more people into restaurants when the weather gets colder? That's something we're going to be looking at based on the numbers, to be honest with you. We really, if if we had kept the numbers around 1%, that changes the conversation, or 1% or less, and we did have a number of days and weeks when we were in, in that range you just have to know that we're going to be careful when we see them heading in some counties around 2 to 5%. I mean, that, that is a, a, a you know, significant increase. I listen to restaurant owners all the time. I'm engaged with them. I'm going into restaurants and, uh, and proud of the way that they've been adapting. And I understand that the outdoor dining has been very helpful for them. I know a lot of them have, you know, I've, I've seen some of the igloos pop up, and I've seen mm-hmm. people put up uh, tents and huts. And I was just in Ithaca, and we were sitting in this little enclosed uh, area, tent area that he had just literally put up the week before in anticipation of this, as well as those heaters. I mean, those outdoor heaters that whoever mm-hmm. bought stock at those companies doing well because there is uh, high demand for them. So, so I know yes. in, some, in some cases that they just don't have the space to do outdoor at all. And we're really asking people to get back to what they did before, realize that these restaurant owners have to hang on through this and mm-hmm. continue with the takeout. I mean, I think everyone was really good about that and know that they were doing it to help the local community. Let's get back to take, doing the takeout and, and helping them out any way we can. Tonight is the vice presidential debate. Like, what will you be doing? Because this has to be good tea. Like, for us, it's like the Grammy Awards. It's exciting to see. This is the vice presidential debate. In politics, this is like, a big deal. What are you doing for it? Are you having a party? Or like a small party? Or like... I, I, you will not be excited to hear this. Uh, I'll be on a plane heading back from Manhattan. So oh, I will ca- if the plane's on time, I'm all set. I'll catch it at home. If the okay. plane is delayed at all, I will miss it. I have a time just perfectly. I've been Perfect. traveling the entire state, talking about a lot of our workforce development initiatives. We can get people who've been sidelined uh, or temporarily or permanently because of the virus that they can get into some job retraining programs quickly, whether it's healthcare, technology. Uh, there's a lot of jobs that are going unfilled out there, over 100,000. So I've been traveling the state. I just came down from uh, Plattsburgh and Lake Placid yesterday in Manhattan. But I'm looking forward to heading, uh, heading out west and going back home and watching that debated at home, hopefully with Bill. So. <laughs> So tell us more about this initiative and what people should know in order to maybe, you know, find new jobs. Go to our website, jobs.ny.gov, and there are 100,000 jobs available now. I've looked them up. Uh, some are entry level, administrative. Some are health care that would require some training, but we just announced uh, $18 million of federal dollars in addition to $9 million from state dollars that are going everywhere to community colleges, to apprenticeship programs, to businesses themselves, so they can bring in people and, and either retrain them into new skills or take people who haven't, haven't had their first job yet that are looking to, 
do something and have have employment during this time. So I know it's tough, but this is why we thought it was important to get out the word that there are training programs available. And again, you think about healthcare, how critically important healthcare workers are to our survival, how much we relied on them, particularly as in the early months of this pandemic. And there is such high demand there. Those would be jobs where after 10 months of training, you can literally you know, step into a very good paying job that you know is going to be there a long time. So we're just trying to address the, the concerns and needs of the people who've been displaced, you know, hospitality workers, you know, the hotel, restaurant workers, the chefs, people who just aren't, you know, seeing that the jobs are going to come back anytime soon. Let's, let's give them a helping hand here. And that's what I've been focused on for the last two weeks. When it's the state well rolls laid out. out. When the state yeah, rolls out yeah. these like websites and stuff, Lieutenant Governor, do you ever poke around them yourself? I mean, they had the app come out last week. The website, do you roam there and see how it works as a user? Oh, absolutely. That's that's why I went to the uh, jobs website. I just was sitting there thinking if I was you know, someone in a situation of having lost a job or worried about the future of your job, you know, what does it look like? And, and mm-hmm. I actually got excited when I saw the, <laughs> the breadth of jobs. I'm, you know, they're all over the state, you know, mm-hmm. for all New York jobs. They're available right now, and I literally was visiting, I can't tell you how many businesses, walking factory floors and walking into machine shops and walking into fabrication facilities or people. I went into one facility where they're working on the, the highest grade leather in the world coming over from Germany, and they manufacture the seats and upholstery in Air Force One. Oh, and wow. So, uh, so this, this is, these are fabulous jobs, and they're just saying, can you please send people our way? We'll train them. These are good-paying jobs. We just don't have enough people because people had this image for a long time. If you don't go to college, then, you know, you're not going to be successful. That is just not the right answer. The answer is go where your passion takes you, go where the jobs are, and a lot of it is going to be just some, some basic skills or skills that an employer will teach you, you know, right out of high school, and you can have a good job just like my dad and grandpa had at the steel plant many, many years ago. Those are mm-hmm. good jobs. You could live the American dream in Western New York. And, yeah, yeah, they're still out there. Those jobs are still going unfilled. I never imagined we'd still be in this in October. <laughs> oh, me either, Janet. Me either. I, I, I have to tell you, you know, we're going to have to deal with this Memorial Day. What do you mean Memorial Day? Yeah. Fourth of July? Seriously? Yeah. I, I, I'm the same. I mean, you know, the... The governor was you know, doing another press conference yesterday, and it was just uh, deja vu back to the days of March and April when we really you know, just grabbed this intensely around the neck and said, we're going to beat this, and we've done a great job compared to other states. I mean, that's what I want to keep our perspective on. I still applaud New Yorkers every chance I get. They're the reason that we don't have an explosion in cases. There's 21 states where the cases have gone up and some up by 50%. Mm-hmm. That will not be us because mm-hmm. New Yorkers have been listening and following us, but it's going to be a rough fall and rough winter. And everybody, please get your flu shots. The last thing you want to deal with health-wise is to have be exposed to COVID and have the flu at the same time, and that is just going to wreak havoc with your body. So I got my flu shot. I want everybody to make sure they get their flu shots and do whatever you can until we get that vaccination, which, as the governor has said, we are going to make sure it goes through the rigors of New York State testing, not just yes. what comes out of the CDC, because you know they've seen reports where oh you, you know you need it's six feet, it's not six feet. You need a mask, you don't need mm-hmm. a mask. Well, we just aren't following that, and that's why we're better off than most states. I respect uh, the doctors and people who've dedicated their 
careers to this, but unfortunately, it seems like there's some politics uh, intertwined there, which is very disheartening. <laughs> yeah, really? Thank you. Shocking. Like Ken here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, You're being uh, nice. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, we trust but verify. You know, we're going to yeah. make sure that that vaccination is safe for New Yorkers before we start giving it. So we don't have an artificial deadline of getting it out by the election. That's that's just made up. Uh, we're we're concerned about getting it right so people have confidence because it's not going to work if everybody doesn't feel comfortable. Right. having their own children vaccinated, not just themselves. I mean, think about that. We're, we're going to have to administer 40 million doses in the state of New York because everybody has to get it twice. Think about uh, what that looks like. Wait, so, everyone, yeah, the, it's two? Vac- I haven't heard two that. Shots. So you'd have to get two, two different. Oh, yeah, that's not fun. Yeah. Um, on no, the phone this fun. morning with Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul, here's the frustrating thing, and I think you'll understand this. We've got the governor in Florida saying everything's open. Have at it. Good luck. Tennessee, too. Tennessee, sing. Tennessee, have at it. yeah. Have, good luck, you guys. But the problem is, in New York State, we do like to go to Florida in the winter. Are there going to be more restrictions, do you think, as we get closer into the colder months? Not necessarily more, but they're still on our quarantine list. If mm-hmm. you go to Florida, you need to come back and quarantine for two solid weeks, and that is a serious quarantine. That is not just... Oh, you know, maybe I won't go into work today, but I'm going to go shopping or go you know, play some basketball. No, that's not what's happening. You have to seriously quarantine. So this may not be the winter you're going to get there anytime soon. Or if, mm-hmm. you're, if you're a snowbird and you're going to go down there and stay, okay, we'll see you next spring. That's fine. Uh, and it's hard. My dad's 84. He's been in Florida. He keeps asking me all the time when I'm going to see him again or can he come see mm-hmm. me or can I go? And I, I know it's it's I miss him and I want to see him, but... There's no way I'm going to do anything that could expose my dad to the virus or right. I would be exposed if I went down there. Think about that. So yeah. it's I can't give you an answer on Florida other than I am very, very anxious about the people of Florida. People live in Florida under leadership like that who have such cavalier governors who are not paying attention to the science and the facts, the data, the way we have. And I don't know why they, they just don't look at New York State and say, you know what, they have a lot. We have a lot of people as well. We have almost full compliance from millions of New Yorkers who get it and are responsible for driving down the infection, which is why we're able to have you know, mm-hmm. li- limited businesses, but we're in a better shape than a lot of other states. We're going to be able to open sooner once we, we can beat this back. They will linger behind us. Their economies will take longer to recover once this is settled because a lot of businesses, you know, people still in Florida do not want to walk into a restaurant because they're concerned. Those businesses are not firing up on all cylinders. We will get there before they do. Let's talk about getting fans into the stadium. I know that's been a hot topic with the governor. During the last home game, the hashtag let us in was trending during the game. (laughs) So what are you doing to get fans in there? Or do you want them in there? What are your thoughts? Well, we just have to deal with the realities of this. There was a few weeks ago when our infection rate was 1%, a little bit less than 1%. The governor was asked about what about getting fans in? He, mm-hmm. he expressed his strong love of the Bills, which is what we all do. We love the Bills and how great it would be to get fans in there, but was concerned about the entry and exit points and the congregation of people there. So he expressed all this, uh, you know, mentioned coming up and taking a look. But look at what's happening right now. I mean, we have hot spots in New York City. We have a serious cluster the upstate in Binghamton. And our infection rate in Erie County is 2%. So okay. I don't have an answer. I really don't. I, you know, I, the governor said what he said, and, and that still stands. I'm just, I don't have a different uh, answer than that.
Can you just give them my one idea and then we'll let you go? Here's my idea. With all of these incredible charities we have in Western New York, if we could all agree that we let two people in. So everybody buys a ticket for uh, the two tickets to the Bills game. And so you, you have your chance of buying tickets. You could buy more or less or whatever. All that money goes to one of the charities here in Western New York that needs it so bad because they've been hit so hard. And then just one winner and they get to bring a guest and go sit in the stadium far away from everybody. That's a good one, Janet. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Like, wait, wait, it's a win-win. Will we see somebody, that at the, at the meeting somebody, today? <laughs> <laughs> tell them Janet said. So we okay. we yeah, get, we get money. Idea. Yeah, here's my idea. There's yeah. no bad ideas in brainstorming, but we get oh. money for one of these charities that is in desperate need, and at least one Bills fan gets to go and see the game. Yeah. Thoughts. Well, you are creative. I'll give you a Thank plus you. for creativity, right. and I think so, that, that sounds fabulous. But uh, we're we're still in a pandemic, Janet. We're oh, going to keep an eye on the yeah, situation. I would love nothing more than to be able to say, "Yep, let's do it. Bingo. Yes. Let's, let's go." Right. <laughs> and well, I, I just, you know, we're, you know what we're dealing with, and and I, I do. I yes. adore the Bills, and I have been so excited watching them four and zero, and it just. I, I'm, I'm just, it's such an uplifting experience to watch them play. Isn't you know, it? We, you know, even on television, it's exciting. So it, it lifts it's my spirits we too. Well, it's not what I, we wanted. It's not what we expected. And, you know, we'll just take the governor at his word. And so we'll see what happens. But, you know, let everybody keep doing your part. You know, wear absolutely. your Buffalo Bills masks all over town proudly. <laughs> you know, macho okay. tough guys wear a Bills mask, okay? Wear the mask. And uh, there's nothing political about it. It's a statement that you, you want to go see the Bills in person by wearing a mask. And we'll get there when we can drive our numbers down. And so, you know, let us leave it the way it was based on what the governor said uh, a week and a half ago. And, uh, and no, uh, we want to see our Bills go all the way this year. I need his sauce recipe at some point. He's talked about it so much as Sunday sauce. If you could provide that at some point, we'd appreciate it. Thank you for it your time be a today. Cuomo family secret. I don't I, know, but I'll, I'm sure it not, is. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll get half the recipe. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time. Right. Good catching L- up with you. Bye-bye now. Take care. Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul on KISS 98.5. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 